What's up, everyone? It's your boy Thomas, a.k.a. Team Showtime, coming to you with your Fantasy Football Hangouts podcast. So last week, we did the AFC East, um, and I made a mistake. I said Stefan Diggs, uh, the receiver for the Buffalo Bills, was going in the third or fourth round of uh, some of my mock drafts. He was actually going in the sixth, um, uh, fifth or sixth round of my mock drafts, actually. Um, that's not to say I don't like him. I'm very high on him. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes into third or fourth, but I want to be absolutely clear with you guys. Um, so today we're going to be doing the AFC North. We have my good friend Kevin Riley coming on the show, um, and he's going to give us some insight on the AFC North and how he thinks the Cleveland Browns will come out on top this season. All right, guys, enjoy. <laughs> I guess I, we just didn't know what Zoom was, and then now, of course, during COVID, you know, that's oh, all we do is Zoom. <laughs> right. Everybody's using Zoom. Yep. It's really it's a good platform, too. Yeah. I think there's some people using, like, Cisco WebEx now. I think that's pretty good also. Um, but Zoom, oh, okay. they kept up their game. They had, like, a security uh, uh, problem in the beginning where um, people were, like, randomly taking over uh, classrooms. Of, um, oh, wow. Yeah. But they fixed that. And that's why now, like, whoever the one who, who did the Zoom, created the Zoom meeting has to admit you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. That's good, good security barrier. Yeah. So are you ready, man? Are you ready for football or what? I'm so excited for football. My, uh, Megan goes, I was like, oh, I got a podcast, you know, 8 o'clock with ye. She goes, football? She's like, is football even happening? I said, don't talk about it. <laughs> she, she's got to understand i said come on i said it's july 1st we're almost there i said oh man I don't, I don't think they're i think i really think we're gonna go go through with it I'm, i just knocked on wood i really think it's gonna it's gonna the season's gonna happen um the only way i see it not happening is if the nba for some reason decides to just say nope we're not gonna do it we're gonna have to shut down for the rest of the season but if yeah. the NBA can pull it off, I think that, you know, the NFL is going to be, you know. I'm uh, curious. Oh, oh do we start yet or no? Do we start? Still, we've been, yeah, we've been recording for, from right when we connected. So I heard, um, I'm not sure if it was Pat. No, it wasn't Pat McAfee. Someone said, I don't want to give him the wrong credit for it because um, I don't know if he said it, but someone said that, if you're on an NFL team and a few of your guys get it, like if you're Zeke, if you're Zeke, you have it. And all of a sudden someone says, you know what? We should really just quarantine together for a few weeks, get it. And then we have the antibodies and then we don't have to worry about the COVID anymore. Obviously there's issues with that, but it's interesting to see the different things, you know, getting talked about and prevention and whatnot. That's called herd immunity. That's what they're calling it? Yeah. It's called, yeah, herd immunity. Um, it's interesting. And it is. But the thing is, and this, you know, what some of the uh, people that I around me say is like, you don't know because it's so different with each person. With one guy, oh, yeah. he sneezes it off and, and he, he blows his nose and it's done. And, and the next guy, like, he's on his deathbed. So, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I wouldn't risk it. Um, yeah, that's the thing. You don't know how people, you know, obviously they're 
they're young, they're healthy, they got the greatest, you know, medical equipment and technology, or one of the same equipment and technology. But like you said, someone could, you know, it could be a cough and you're fine, but some just genetics, it might not line up well with. And, you know, you could have a 25 year old who's really hurting, you know, doing yeah. the herd that hurts. So, yeah. uh -oh. Sorry about that. <laughs> he wants to get on, huh? Oh God. Steel wants to get on. I apologize. Megan went outside to Megan went outside to water his plant and uh, you know, he's gotta dominate. Establish his dominance to people outside who aren't don't exist. I got you. I got you. So last week I did the yep. ASP. Um I'm I, I know I don't know if you listened to it or you got a chance to listen to it or not. So that's the same kind of format we're going to go with today. I was going okay. with who I thought <clears throat> was the worst team, and then all the way who I all the way to the top who I thought was going to win the division. So last Ooh, week, I'm gonna, I like that. Yeah. Last week I went with Miami at the, probably going to be at the bottom. Uh, okay. With the Jets coming in third, and then New England second with Buffalo winning the division. But now Ooh. the Cam Newton news. <clears throat> Excuse me, that could very well change for me. I'm going to have to look into that a little more, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So this week, um, it's going to be a little bit different. Maybe not for, okay. me, for me, because we are still going to start with who, who we think, who I think is going to be at the bottom of the barrel. Um, okay. Go up. And then we'll, we probably will differ at the top, but we'll see. But let's start with who you who do you think is going to be at the very bottom? And we'll at see. the at the bottom, the very bottom, just based off of um, research, talent, draft, um, free agency pickups. I have to say Cincinnati, um, okay. due to the fact, yes, Joe Burrow. You know, a great last year, national title, Heisman, A.J. Green's coming back from the foot injury. You know, they, they do have a good team. You know, the coach is his second year. I just – it's very hard for me to go – I can't see them at the bottom. Now, my second and third is what um, can flip-flop. So, yes, I'm a diehard Browns fan. But I also live in reality. Now, last year, everyone said the Browns will be in contention, they're a Super Bowl champion, or Super Bowl uh, contenders, excuse me, even though I love for them to be champions. But it just really was the coaching. Now, in my heart, I really want – I think this is what's going to happen. Ben's coming back. Big Ben's coming back off of injury. They obviously have a stacked defense especially with adding Minka last year, Fitzpatrick, and their turnover machines, okay? But I just don't 100% I can't say that Big Ben is going to be the Big Ben of old, and Mason Rudolph is such a decline from Big Ben, so I don't think that I can easily put them at two. I can't just say they're at two. I think I think that no I think no matter what the Ravens are going to win the division. I oh, think, okay. I think, I just think I, I can't, I'm not a Lamar hater at all, even though I absolutely hate the Ravens, Bengals, and 
Steelers, but getting Dobbins um, in the draft, Lamar, just, just I would be a hater to say they're not the front runners to win a division. Now, so that so Ravens at the top of the division, but the two and three is interesting, I think, to me because the Browns now have Kevin Stefanski, who went in Minnesota. I think I think I see this stat too the one time. I'm trying to remember. It was something where Kirk Cousins before Kevin Stefanski say he was like 24 in efficiency, 24th in the NFL. Kevin Stefanski, the way he runs the offense and the offense in Minnesota was a lot of spread and play action and moved the quarterback, moved the pocket, double tight end sets or nice little dish outs to Dalvin or a lot of outside runs, okay, spread the field. That's exactly what I felt made Baker successful when Greg Williams was the interim coach is because when Freddie Kitchens was the offense coordinator, that's what they did. They moved the pocket. One of the best plays, I think, of that season when Greg Williams was the intern was the rollout play Baker did, and he just chucks it to the left corner of the end zone, and and the receiver, I mean, uh, Jarvis, is literally a foot away from going out of bounds, but it drops in perfectly. But it was one of those plays where he created time, space, and he got the ball in his playmaker's hands. But it's, it's a toss-up between second and third. I do think, and I will put this on the record, whoever comes in first, second in – well, obviously first, the Ravens, um, AFC North. Whoever comes in second in the AFC North, I completely – I just feel this is that they're going to the playoffs as well. And even that, I think, since we are a very strong division, I think if the Browns and Steelers play well, again, I think even the third team – might slide into that second play, uh, wild card spot. And it's happened in the past where Ravens were number one, Steelers number two, Bengals were number three. All three made the playoffs. Um, well, but- that's not outside of reality even now because they have, we, we have that extra playoff spot now. Ex- exactly. And what I, I've been seeing a lot is Buffalo. I actually, yeah, Buffalo, the Texans, the Colts, the Browns. They are the ones that are, I think, are going to benefit from that spot. That's what an article I saw. But that's what they said. Um, but it's interesting too. And, and to cap off my AFC North um, rankings is the Browns were 500 in the division last year. We went three and three. So you know, people don't realize that we went into Baltimore. We won. They came to us. You know, we lost. But it, we we split the division. We should have beat the Steelers twice. Should have beat the Bengals twice. But we didn't have anything locked up, but I think that'll be it. I think it's going to be the Bengals. Oh, I don't want to say the Browns at three, but I got to put them at three for right now. I just, wow. I just can't oversell them. They're going to be at three, but I think they are going to be knocking on the door of that last playoff spot, then Steelers, then the Ravens. I, I, like, your, I like the fact that you're being unbiased in your logic. <laughs> I, that's, that's actually the uh, rankings that I would, I would put it in. Um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's like you said, it's unbiased. Even though we did receive, you know, we got Austin Hooper at tight end. We're missing at tight end. We were, we were hurting. We had Harris, but he's a little old. Not older, but like he just he wasn't consistent, I should say. In Joku injured. Well, Joku, yeah, in Joku is great. He's supposed to be a superstar. He was supposed to be 
you know, the number one tight end, period. 100%. 100%. He, you know, he got injured, though. But he, that's what we were – we were so not efficient in the red zone this season or last season because we didn't have the huge tight end. Now, this year also we added Austin Hooper. Now so, you can that double uh, tight end that you've, you've been raving about. Exactly. So I think that adds some more depth. Not only – and then one of the weak spots that we had was offensive line. Now we added um, uh, Wills and Jack Conklin from Tennessee, who's probably one of the, the top, top five left tackles in the NFL. I can't get over the Tennessee Titans. Did not uh, – I think they didn't meet him on waivers. I don't think they matched him, or I don't think they picked up his fifth-year option. I can't remember what it was, but I don't care now. But we got finally have a left tackle because, you know, Joe Thomas, love him, Hall of Famer. Once he got left, it really was, you know, we didn't have anyone else. But You need that blind side, Matt. You need to protect him on that blind side. That's it, too. And, you know, Baker, Baker just didn't make good decisions last year because he was forcing the ball. He wasn't the Baker who he – that's why he did so well the first year. Excuse me. He didn't start. Everyone was saying, oh, he's – on the bench right now, Tyrod's going to be playing, and Hugh Jackson told him, You're, you, you earned the backup position. All that. He was a gunslinger there with receivers who were tired of losing, so they ran free. They had Freddie Kitchens, who had no problem drawing up really good plays, but the thing that they were missing last year, they had it with Greg Williams, was discipline. They didn't have discipline. They didn't, they didn't stick to their assignments, even, even off the field, too, with – Antonio Callaway picking up more charges, and then we eventually got rid of him, which he's a great talent, but he's quick as hell. But the off-season stuff, I mean, the off-the-field uh, off stuff hurt. But what do you feel about, because, you know, the Ravens, I, I think the Ravens are top three teams in the NFL, one of the top three teams in the NFL. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I, I like the Ravens. I love that, that high-powered offense. The only thing that I'm afraid of is because the way that Lamar plays, you know, one hit, yeah. that whole offense is, is going to be, you know, a totally different offense the following week. And um, I, can, I can understand that. I do. Um, but, yeah, I, I do have them as one of the top, top teams in the NFL. I just, I'm just not high on them winning the, going to the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl. I do have them winning the division. Um, as long as uh, Lamar stays healthy. Um, but, I don't know, that's, that's how I feel about Baltimore. I, I just don't feel like they're, they are going to have that offense all through the playoffs and then through the Super Bowl. It's just it's it's, understandable. Yeah. But, but, you know, they added a lot of defense this year um, also. Um, a lot of people came over. I can't think of specific names right now, but they did. They added, you know, a lot of defense. So that could keep a minute. See, to me, I, I would agree with you about Lamar and one hit, one not, but I said this when he got drafted. I just think he is such a different talent than people categorize him as. Obviously, I'm not just talking about, like, oh, he's a running back or, you know, I'm talk I just don't think they appreciated his mental um, strength and that mentality, that swag that he – he can carry a team like he's not acting like a young rookie or two year, you know, sophomore year, like 
trying to find myself. You could tell when he's running that offense, because obviously I watch, you know, the Ravens play there in my division a lot. You could just tell he's different. So that's why I could agree with you about the injuries, but I just, I think he, I really think he's a, a, a colonel of his troops and he really is a talent. And I love that we get to play him twice a year because I hope for years to come, it is one of those primetime games, Baker versus Lamar, you know, it makes good TV and, and good history, football history too. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, it's, I mean, it's such a, it's almost a, it would be a storybook, uh, I guess, sort of, um, not ending, but it, it's, it's kind of written that way where Baltimore and uh, the Cleveland Browns battled out, in, battled out in the AFC North because of it, because of the, that history with the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I, I agree. I, you know, and the, and the steel, you know, and that's no knock on the Bengals. And I know Justin, you know, always says about, you know, Joe Burrow, he's the man. And I completely get that. But it's very difficult. And I see people try to do sometimes like, well, look at Joe Burrow. Look what he did his last year. That's still college football. Okay. Those, that's 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 year olds. NFL is grown men. So it's very difficult for me to say to, say to someone that he's going to be great you know, in the NFL without them even playing, you know, it's very, it's very hard to say he that he's going to be able to command the troops. He played one year. That was, I mean, that was, I mean, he had a great year. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, phenomenal year. Right. Um, <clears throat> okay. So let's talk about the Bengals real quick. Let's, let's, let's talk about them as a fantasy, fantasy wise. So oh, their quarterback is going to be Joe Burrow. Um, mm-hmm. And then they have Ryan Finley backing him up. Then you got running back Joe Mixon, Gio Bernard. Wide receiver one, they have A.J. Green. Uh, uh, wide receiver two, they have that Tyler Boyd. Then they drafted T. Higgins. Um, yep, T. Higgins. Yeah. Yeah, T. Higgins, uh, wide receiver three. Uh, and then you have C.J. Uh, Uz- Uz- I can't pronounce Uzmoa. What was it? Uzuma. Uzuma C.J. Uzuma as, at the tight end. So. Um, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Okay. And their, their offensive ranking this season right now, they're at the bottom. They, their offensive line, I mean, um, is at the bottom. They did get a little bit better, but it's still probably in – they're ranked in the 30s. So they're probably la- bottom three um, offensive lines in the league. So do you like anybody um, personally out of so, these guys? A, literally is a great question. I love when you ask these questions where it's not like hot topic name or big names or things like that. And it's like, I feel like these questions not win you the league, but it keeps you in the running. I'll tell you last two seasons, I've been using Tyler Boyd. He, for, I just sometimes, you know, with him, he's a reception magnet. I just feel like he's always in the spot at the, he's always in the right spot at the right time. And also last season, um, you know, A.J. Green going out, he moved to the number one. So drafting him was good. I always feel drafting Tyler Boyd, like, late, late rounds. Not too late, but, you know, you're looking at more of a flex. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he should be your flex. Or, you know, sometimes depending on, you know, your circumstances and when you're drafting. But Tyler Boyd, 100%, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I really would touch A.J. Green. Um Unless he drops, you know, that foot injury, you know, you need your feet to run. 
he he's a phenomenal talent, obviously, but also you got to remember who's throwing in the ball. You know, he okay. can be a phenomenal, you know, phenomenal receiver, which he is. But if Joe Burrow don't cut it, it's just too many what ifs. So, oh, but also to transition as well to a positive, their tight end, and I don't know if it's them who who took Ebron. Someone took Ebron in free agency to, for their tight end. I don't know, maybe it's the Steelers, maybe, but. Um, you know, he's solid, oh, but also, uh, not Eifert. Is it Eifert? I, uh, you mean Cincinnati? Yeah, I, Tyler Eifert. He's gone. I think he went to, uh, Carolina. Oh, Tyler Eifert. Oh, so, okay. So, yeah. Well, um, I mean, going back to Tyler Boyd, though, <clears throat> you're right. If you can get him in the late rounds, he's a wide receiver, 23. Um, he had... 90 receptions, 1,046 yards, and five touchdowns last season. Um, PPR nightmare, man. He's great. He was targeted um, an average of 13, time, 13 times a game. So he was targeted a lot. Oh, um, yeah. <clears throat> but I think he's, he's – I, I feel like he's going to do better this season with A.J. Green back. I think he plays better um, with A.J. Green, you know, with all the focus on A.J. Green. But like you said, with A.J. Green's his, uh, injury – we don't know how he's going to come back. So um, you might see Tyler Boyd at, at the number one spot again. I do, Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. I think Tyler Boyd is a smart pickup this year. I do. You know, I, A.J. Green coming off the injury. Okay, if you, A.J. does fine. But you're also getting, just like you stated, you're getting that wide receiver two love, you know, because you're not getting double teams. You're not having that extra guy come over the top for the wide receiver one. But, now you're going to get all the easy reception. You're playing in PPR league. I don't care if you get one yard. That's one point. So, you know, for the catch, you know. So, I hear you. Yeah. So, okay. So, let's see. We got the receivers out of the way. Would you draft uh, – would you waste – I wouldn't say waste, but would you uh, draft T. Higgins at some point um, if you can get him in the, in the late rounds? Or do you, would you just leave him on the – way? or do you think you can pick him off – pick him up off of the waiver? I – so I do this. So the way when I draft, I, I do probabilities. And I also do, um, I don't want to say stats because everyone does that. But I just, I just think logically. So some people don't do it this well, I don't want to say some people don't do it logically. But I'll explain what I'm saying. I would rather have an entire roster, starting roster, and bench with players from different teams than have – you know, the entire Dallas Cowboys on my team, you know, Zeke, Dak, and then you throw someone else in there, you know, like, you know, Jason Witten as your tight end sometimes, if you really went that low on the, you couldn't get a tight end. But I just, I don't like that in 60 minutes, you have to get three people or two people, the ball enough, spread it around equally to where I'm going to get max amount of points out of both players. So, if I was going to go for Tyler Boyd, I would go for Tyler Boyd and leave it alone. But like you said, D T Higgins, I think is going to fall. And if I didn't have Tyler Boyd on Tyler Boyd at that time, I would absolutely take Higgins. Absolutely. Just to spread the wealth. But if I had Tyler Boyd, I wouldn't also take T Higgins either. Same thing. If Joe Mixon, I wouldn't draft another, probably another bangle if I had Joe Mixon already. Okay. Yeah. That's, that, that's a good point. Drafting, uh, Two, diff, uh, two positions off of the same team. That's a good point, running back and a wide receiver. Um, yeah. So what, what do you think? How do you like Joe Mixon? Do you like him in the first round? Because a lot of the mock drafts I've been doing, 
uh, have him going in the first round, early second round in some some of my mock drafts. You think he's a no? I I I would stay away from him being in the. I wouldn't pick him first, and I probably wouldn't maybe pick him second round just because you got to remember, Joe Burrow's quarterback, offensive line's garbage. You're playing the Steelers twice. You're playing the Ravens, Ravens twice, twice, excuse me, and you're playing the Browns twice. The Browns have, really have a good defense. So that's six games out of the year that you, you might get stonewalled and you're not going to get any points. Don't get me wrong, Joe Mixon's a stud, but – I, I can't see selling the farm. Even in round two, I'm thinking, I don't even, to be completely honest, I haven't done any mock drafts. I know people who have done hundreds, a.k.a. Uh, Justin Scott, who have already done hundreds already. I, there's just so much talent out there that you can, you can grab at two. I just don't know if I would sell the farm at two for Joe Mixon. That's just how I feel. Well, Joe Mixon, we, we, uh, right now, he's projected as, as a running back number nine. So, uh, wow. and seven overall. So he's going in the first round. Um, like I said, some, uh, some league, uh, some mock drafts I have him going early second, but uh, I see him going a lot in the first round. I, I tend to agree with you. I'm not high on Joe Mixon, uh, especially because that offensive line is so weak. And like you said, you're seeing the Pitts and Steelers twice with their defense, mm-hmm. the Ravens twice with their defense, mm-hmm. and, and even the Browns. You're going to see them play. So, like you said, six games. Um, that's six games you're probably going to get 10 points from Joe. Exactly. And, that, and, that's kind of, and, that's, and that's why I kind of play sometimes. You know, obviously everyone plays the matchups and everything. And that's not me hating on Joe Mixon at all. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. I just, at that spot, I just feel like there's so much value you can pick up there. Um, at like second round, like first round. I even do a mock draft. So who's usually going one uh, overall? It's Christian McCaffrey, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Does uh, Mahomes go at all? 99% of the mock drafts have had him going number one. And see, so if you think about it too, especially if you're in freaking PPR, if you can get a running back like Christian McCaffrey early like that to cover your RB1 – because that's also – that sucks, too. RB1s and RB2 sometimes – oh, RB1s are right, but RB2 sometimes, it's a hit or miss. You know, you, in a PPR, you're usually using a, a receiver in your flex unless you have, you know, Austin Eckler or something like that. But it's just – it doesn't hit all the time, you know. But, you know, McCaffrey at one, you come back around the second round if you're doing snake draft. I'm trying to think who would be le- – you know, you're going to get – my receiver-wise – would you go? Uh, would you go running back? Running back? See, I don't. I'm trying to think what I did last season. Oh, what? Uh, what did I do last season? I so obviously during the mocks, you probably do it as well, and everyone else does. I, I literally do every different combination just to see what the likelihood is. So, um, I think I would do. I don't know if I. I just since PPR, you gotta get a stud and wide receiver. You got to, you got to shore that up. And I also find in the last three years, I've always locked up a good tight end. I either had Travis Kelsey or Zach Ertz every year (coughs) or Gronk, excuse me, for the third year. But so sometimes I do wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end, Mm -hmm. or I'll do, I think last year I actually went wide receiver, running back, tight end, 
picked up a wide receiver because there was a lot of depth at wide receiver, and then picked up another wide receiver again. I think that's what I did because I had Derrick Henry and Mark Ingram as my RB1, RB2. That's pretty that, – that Derrick Henry pick was, uh, was decent for you, right? Oh, it was great. Well, you know, he, he led the lead in rushing, even though, you know, Nick Chubb should have. But anywho, not, not salty about it. But he was great because uh, I think Justin had passed on him. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, Derrick Henry, he's come back. He looks great. That offense, he, he can catch the ball, everything. And it worked out great. And Mark Ingram, I just had a feeling about Mark Ingram, him going to Baltimore with the young Lamar Jackson. I just felt that he would be just that powerhouse running the ball. And he was. He worked out really well. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. What, are you, what do you think? What have you been doing with your mock drafts? What have you been drafting for a second? I also do, I've also been doing uh, one through ten. And um, I've, been, I've been doing some – okay, so I'm going to give out my secret because I don't care. You guys can <laughs> do it or not. So what I've been doing was uh, if I get like seven, well, actually eight, and, uh, pick eight through 10. Uh, okay. What I've been doing is uh, picking up a, a good, two good wide receivers. Okay. And then on the back end, what I'll do is I'll pick, I'll pick up Patrick Mahomes and then I'll pick Third up round. Lamar Jackson. Back to back. Oh, that's right. I do remember you said, and I didn't tell anyone that too. You're right. So you said it, not me. But I'm, and no, we did, yeah. Yeah. But what I've been noticing is I, I'm able to do that if you're pick number 10, 9, and sometimes 8. Okay. But if you're not 10 or 9, uh, if you're 8 or 7, oh. you won't be able to do that. You'll only be able to get maybe one of them because you'll always miss that second one for some reason. It's, it's amazing because everybody's picking up Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson in the late second round, early third round. And that's just based on my mock drafts. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, well, and, and I talked to you about that strategy of, you know, the Lamar and Patrick, you're going to get, I'm telling you, whoever, you know, ends up going off, whatever teams end up going crazy, you're going to get, for Lamar or Patrick, whoever, you know, you want to keep. So whoever you're giving away, you are going to get that, the worst team in your league's best player. <laughs> you know, you really are. Or maybe the eighth worst team in the league or seventh worst team who needs maybe a quarterback. And you're like, here, you mean Lamar or Patty, whoever's going so, you know, they might be both going off. So you're, you're going to say to them, listen, this is going to change your whole dynamic of your team. So it's good, but you really – but. I, I should phrase it this way. You're so you're confident enough to draft a bench player when you only have drafted already like three positions already. I think that's about it. Three positions. Starting quarterback. I know. I know. It's there's a it's it's, it's a complicated system. Um, and I'm trying to. I've been messing with it. I've also I've also done it where I picked number one with McCaffrey, okay. and then um, yeah, and then number two. I would take my, my quarterback, uh, like Patty Mahomes or something. Okay. And then on, on the turn, try to get Lamar Jackson or, or you know, uh, but it, he never lasts. Nobody, like once you pick Pat, Patty Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, whoever is picked first, it's been more Patty Mahomes in my experience. But okay. Lamar Jackson goes within that round because 
People freak out. Scared. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And you know what? Makes sense. If you want, if that's the player that you want on your team, that you want to root for, pick them up. If you have to pick them, if you feel like you have to pick them up in the second round, I would do it because then you're going to feel good about your team because you've got the player that you wanted at the position that you wanted. Because once you get out of your first or second round, the chances of you getting a player that you really want gets more and more difficult because... Very true. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I would go for it. If you're high on Patty Mahomes, man, and you have pick number, you know, 10, pick him up early second round. Fuck it. You'll be happy because you have the quarterback that you want and you probably have the running back or wide receiver that you want, right? That's true. And that's a... And that's a great segue into what I wanted to talk about since we'll wrap it. Well, we'll bring it back to the AFC North is Baker Mayfield. I think that he is the biggest question mark this year. I think he can make or break people's fantasy football seasons this year. Last year, I was high on him. I really was with the offense. This is great. Him coming off the breaking the rookie record of touchdowns thrown and only starting, you know, didn't start until week five. And I think this year, if and, and of course, obviously, I, I watch my Browns every week. If it falls, because I know I discussed with you on other podcasts and even outside of the podcast, you like to stream your quarterbacks, okay? And I find it does help you a lot. You know, it, it does. So I think, though, I might take a risk this year. By, like you said, I think I want Baker. I want to root for him. I want him as my QB. And you know what? I did it last year and I made a mistake on it. But, hey, I still made the playoffs and I had a good time. But I, I think Baker is going to drop. I, you know, I think he's going to be safe to pick, you know, in the eighth round. Eight, maybe eight or nine or maybe – I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been seeing. I'll, you could probably fill me on if he's even being picked up. Um, and I do. I think he's going to – I think this season is the season. You know, it's going to be fun either way. You know, if I pick him up and he's a terrible, what else is new? But if he takes off, I hit a gold mine. So, okay, so so you would you would uh, pick Baker Mayfield up as your quarterback. Let's say you can get him uh, in the twelfth round. Well, twelfth round, I don't. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be gone by the twelfth round. Oh, okay. Well. He is ranked the number four quarterback in the league right now. Um, 223 overall, 223 overall. That's, you know, in the, in the much later rounds, um, if not waiver, you know, waiver wire. No, yeah, I, I agree with you. I will I, – I have a feeling I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to go – I'm going to go running back right off the bat. Okay. Because it's very hard – because I, I don't know if you've been seeing it as well. Not a lot of depth, really, at running back. There's not a lot of running, especially now with most of the teams going to the, you know, sharing the duty, you know, the running back duties. And also, as you stated before, where you pick decides really also what position because last year I had picked four. I had the worst pick in the NFL draft last year because Zeke always fell to that four spot. Yeah. He just did. He fell to this four, four spot and I didn't go for Zeke. I took D Hop, and it worked out great. You know, D Hop is phenomenal. Um, oh yeah. But you know, I I passed it on Zeke, who also did great. But it depends on where I go. Like you said, you go to ten, you get ten and eleven. Pick ten and eleven. 
you can do top, you're going to get a top, top 10 running back and a top 10 wide receiver. That's you know, true. so, you know, and people will say, well, you're going to get a top, top 10 wide receiver and a top 11, you know, wide receiver possibly. But I just think you're, you're splitting the field. You're, you're getting, you got to spread the value around and then maybe come back around and the tight ends looking good. If someone, you know, Travis Kelsey's that great. People forget about that sometimes. They see people drafting these wide receivers and, oh my God, they got another running back on my, and then you forget about these big dogs at the bottom who really kick ass on any given Sunday, putting up 20 burgers, you know, 25 pro, you know, 25 points, things like that. So okay, you got to play the board. Let's, 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 uh, let's shift to tight ends then. Um, tight end, because two phenomenal tight ends. You're going to have Austin Hooper and David Njoku. And yeah. you're going to have that double tight end set, like you said. Um, would, would you go ahead and probably – and I don't know. Njoku is probably going to be on the waiver. You could probably pick him up off the waivers. Um, Austin Hooper, on the other hand, um, you know, he's, he's high on the um, ranking. He's tight end number 16, uh, looking like he could go in the 10th, 11th round. Yeah, uh, but but Njoku, you could very well pick him pick him off off of the waiver because he's so injury prone, right? So would you? Well, this is, go ahead. Oh, you there? Yeah. Would you pick either one as a draft pick? So this is why I would not, is because I don't know why I am the way that with the Browns, but I just am. Is I look at the Browns. And because I, I guess because I'm so in, I'm involved, I know everything about the Browns, you know, who they got. And I, I can't pick a specific player that would be, you know, wide receiver, tight end. Even Nick Chubb would be difficult for me, even though Nick Chubb would be probably the only one I would probably draft. Definitely Kareem Hunt. The running backs is what I would say. Because okay, that's, Odell. That's we're going to go to next. And that, that's, so, that's fine. So you don't like any of the tight ends. You, you, you don't like any of the tight ends uh, to draft. Well, the reason why I wouldn't draft even any wide receivers from the Browns or tight ends is because I'd rather pick the person who's giving them the ball. So the probability, like if I pick Odell and Jarvis has a, has a day and Odell doesn't, if I have Baker, I'm guaranteed if he can utilize all those targets, I don't care who the hell he throws it to. But he has so many options. That's where the consistent points are going to go from. If I pick Odell, I don't know. Jarvis can go off. Austin Hooper can go off. Njoku can go off. Nick Chubb can go off. Kareem Hunt can go off. But if I pick Baker, I have a better shot at consistent points over weeks at a time due to they have so many weapons. That's just how I feel when I, when I think of the Browns. Okay, so in other words, you would not pick up any of the receivers or the tight ends, but you would pick up quarter, uh, Baker Mayfield you would draft him before you draft any of those players. That's what you're saying. Correct. Like, obviously, Patty Mahomes is going to be gone. I'd still pick Travis Kelsey up. I just feel for the Browns and the sometimes the inconsistency in play and, you know, just inconsistency in play. Running back Nick Chubb, 100%. You're high on him to draft draft him. First round. I'll, I'll I'll put it to you this way. Nick Chubb is one of a class act. He's phenomenal. Um, he just has that motor. Like he just does. He's so quick. He, he's got that power. He can catch the ball. I would absolutely draft him because 
Obviously, you know, Baker can dump off to him, you know, get some points that way. But he, we run the ball. He's second in yards this last year in, in the NFL. Derrick Henry beat him la- the, the last game of the season. So, to me, I'm like, yeah, we're going to – and especially with double tight end sets, that's going to be some extra blockers there, some misdirection. We're going to start running outside the tackles. You know, we got some good wide receivers. Odell Jarvis putting on some big blocks. You know, they like to get down and dirty too. So, I would definitely draft Nick Chubb in the first or second round. Okay. And then um, as far as uh, Kareem Hunt goes, is that somebody that you, you'd like to pick up as an RB, RB2? or uh, <sighs> I, I, would, I would not sell the farm on RB2. I would try for flex. Um, the issue is we don't know how Kevin Stefanski is going to use him. You know, we can look at Dalvin up north in Minnesota, and Dalvin was the man, you know. So I think Nick Chubb's going to be a, a, a huge, huge, um, you know, positive. I just don't know if Kareem Hunt's going to be able to share the load. I don't know if they're going to want to share the load. I don't know well, if that actually works in their favor to do so. Well, what, what the good news that I've been hearing, that I'm, I'm very high on Kareem Hunt. So, um, really? Yes. And not because I think Nick, Nick Chubb's is, Chubb isn't going to be the starting back. It's because in, for PPR – um, Kareem Hunt has been working uh, in the slot this whole summer. Um, so they can okay. be able to use him um, in the slot as well as, as, a, uh, as a back. So he will be on the field a lot. Um, true. Yeah, that, no, I, I, I get that. I completely understand. Yeah. And Kareem Hunt is one of those players, if he, he can get – he finds room to run, he's going to get that yardage. He's like, he's like Dalvin Cook, you know. Um, if he oh, just yeah. him room to run, he's going to get through. And, you know, it's unfortunate what happened to him. But, um, well, I shouldn't say unfortunate. It's, it's terrible for No, I, I understand what you meant. I, I, I completely understand what you meant. And that's a good – and the way you set that up is, is, yeah. is great for Kareem is because – and we can now, you know, transfer. We don't have to keep talking about the Browns. But we can go to Joe Mixon. I found when I watched Bengals games, and when they were losing, whatnot, it was kind of like, okay, they're throwing the ball, throwing the ball, you know, two, uh, two and out, or three, excuse me, three and out, three and out. All right, now, you know, first down, we'll run the ball. And, and Joe Mixon's getting numbers, but sometimes when it was bad games or first, uh, first halves when they were slow, was, it kind of was like they knew Joe Mixon was going to run the ball. And, like, after watching games, like, damn, I, I'm glad I didn't draft Joe Mixon, but then at the same time, Joe Mixon did do well. But – I just – I think their offense is so predictable. And I don't know now with Joe Burrow, but I, that's why I wouldn't be high on Joe Mixon. That's why it would be Nick Chubb, definitely. And uh, you know why? And that's why I give everybody the uh, offensive line rankings is because mm-hmm. I want you guys to know, Cincinnati, they're ranked number 30, 31. Out yeah. of, I'm sorry, 30 out of uh, 32 football teams. So they suck. Yeah. Their offensive line sucks. That's, that's going to – that should uh, affect the way you draft your, your players. Um, and I agree. The Cleveland Browns, their offensive line uh, is ranked number 23. Uh, is there any chance that they got better this year? Well, yeah, absolutely. From the, the pickup, Jack Conklin, the left tackle at a ten, the Tennessee Titans, like I said before, I know he, he's top five le- uh, left tackles in the NFL. And we got him. And then we got um, the gentleman from – Wills out of Alabama. 
yeah, we got Wills from Alabama, and he's a big boy. Alabama boys, man. Yeah. You know, we, we did everything we could this draft to I, – I, I'm so happy about it – to address the issues. Tight end, huge issue because of Njoku's injuries, and Harris was not consistent. And two, our offensive line. So Odell needs to keep his head down. Jarvis is just a phenomenal – I love Jarvis. He, he doesn't care what anyone says. He's catching the ball. He just is. And he gets he gets the uh, uh, targets, so he you know he's pretty good for PPR. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Jarvis is great for PPR, like wide receiver two. Yeah, but you would maybe you would have drafted. You'd rather just draft Baker Mayfield. I'd rather draft Baker because the glam of it all. Yes, I have the quarterback. You know, of course, you know of my team. But I just – I do feel that. I feel that I would – if I was sitting on my couch and I had Jarvis and Odell goes off that day and Jarvis didn't get his, but we won, I'd still be like, I'm so happy we won. But, like, damn, I just wish I would have went for Baker because he is going to be the one facilitating the ball. So, with those two weapons – those two weapons alone, I just think it's smart to take Baker. And then now you're adding Austin Hooper to the mix. And Nick Chubb, Green Hunt, and everyone like that. I just feel like with the Browns, the it sucks because, yes, okay, it's Baker and he's coming off the sophomore slump. I just think that's the smartest move if, if you want to make Baker your quarterback. And that's what I'm thinking about doing. I'm thinking about making him my quarterback and cross my fingers, and we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, speaking about quarterbacks, this next quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers and, and probably who, who you feel is going to come in second in the division. Um, yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, somebody you would uh, think about drafting. Um, any, any thoughts on, let's see, Ben Roethlisberger is a quarterback. We got James Conner at the running back position with Jalen Samuels backing him up. Um, yeah. We have Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, Deontay Johnson, the three receivers, and then Eric Ebron. That's right. Yeah, Ebron went there. So, I don't know why. Well, I do know why. I will never draft Ben Roethlisberger. I just will never. I just will never draft. I just can't stand him. I can't. I, that is something. There's no rationale. There's no logic behind my decision. It's just pure NFL rivalry. Hate. hate, hate uh, oh, my God. I can't speak. Uh, hate. I just can't draft. He, see, he gets me all crazy. I, I can't. I would have one of those. He's called John Elway. <laughs> for me, it's John Elway. I, for some reason, I mean, I, for no reason, yeah, for no reason and for some reason, I just hate yep. him. I got that Ben Roethlisberger feel for you too. But I'm, yeah, I, that's, that's it. That's I it. think I'm, I'm high on him. I think he's going to have a big season. Uh, he'll come back healthy. Um, so, but I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't pick a, a waste of pick on him. He'll probably be on the waivers. I, I agree with that. And also, just quick, I want to do a quick shout-out to um, Zachary Peck, who said the, uh, last year the 49ers were not a Super Bowl contender team, and they are not a – if I do remember correctly, it was a 9-3 team at the time or not. He said they don't look like a 9-3 team. I just want to make a shout-out that we never forget that he stated that. All right, sorry. He also fl uh, flipped on the Baltimore Ravens uh, in the oh. beginning. Beginning of the season, he's like, I don't believe in the Baltimore Ravens. And, and 
you know, to be fair, we were talking about uh, money line um, gambling, you know, uh, odds. But still, he did not believe on that, uh, believe in them, and then all of a sudden he became a Lamar fan. So, well, he hard not to. It's hard not to. He's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with you. And then you know, defenses too. You know, I'll be honest. I'd have no problem picking up the Steelers' defense. Okay. You know, I'd absolutely have no problem. Pick. I think out of that division, I'd rather pick the Steelers' defense. Okay. They got TJ Watt rushing the quarterback, Minka in the backfield. They got, they got, I can't think of the other gentleman's name. They got a bunch of people. Their defense is stacked, in my opinion. They're, no, they're, they're, oh, Hayward. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, they're ranked number three as far as deep defenses goes. So, oh, yeah. They're like the San Francisco 49ers defense. They're going to be drafted. Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And that's the thing, too. It sucks when you're picking your defense and your defense is playing your quarterback. And that's another thing I do with strategy. I never want to play, obviously, a defense that's playing my quarterback or anything like that because it's counterintuitive, obviously. Um, But it's difficult when if I I pick Baker and, you know, Steelers are my defense, I'm playing them twice a year. So I'll have to do some floating. I'll float the defense, but that also comes with challenges. However, uh, going by that logic, if you had Jameis Winston as your quarterback, <laughs> any other uh, NFC South team as your uh, defense when they played against each other, you would have scored <laughs> both ways. <laughs> that I, I, you know, it's, what was it, 32 and 32, I think it was? 32 yeah. touchdowns, 32 picks or something? Yes. And um, six, six or nine uh, pick sixes or – Something. But yeah. still, man, he's still throwing that ball. So, good on him. Is, uh, he, he has yeah. a short, short memory. Um, I think he – didn't he – did he get picked up by New Orleans? Yeah, no, that's, that's what I was going to say. He, he's going to New Orleans. I was going to ask you, has Drew Brees been going or has he been falling to the waiver wire? Oh, no. Uh, not in the mock draft. Drew Brees has been uh, getting drafted in the later rounds. Okay. Uh, but he's, I believe, you know, he's like quarterback five or six. And we've talked about this, um, uh, about quarterbacks. Really, uh, if you think about it, I'm very high on Josh Allen. Um, I know. I, you keep talking. You keep saying that. <laughs> top five quarterback. He, yeah. He, yeah. Think about it. You have Lamar, Patty, um, Dak maybe. Yeah. Russell Rodgers. Okay, who would you rather go, Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen? PPR. Or uh, it, doesn't, I, it doesn't matter PPR, but I, Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers? I'd rather go Aaron Rodgers anytime. Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so you have who? Who do you? Who else do you have? Drew. Uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. The thing is with Josh Allen is I can. I wouldn't pick him. He's not the good-looking pick. Like he's not like the. Yeah, I got Josh Allen, but in the weeks when he's running for 50 yards and throwing for 250 and two touchdowns and rushed for two touchdowns, it's great. But it's, he's just not the, you know, I don't know. He's just not like the attractive he's pick the that I want as quarterback. quarterback. What? He's not the consistent quarterback. Yeah, I, and I don't know. I just, there's something about Josh Allen. But I just, I don't know. 
I can't, I can't get on board with it. But also now, look at Stephon Diggs. He's right. in Buffalo. He's got some good receivers. And they're de- in the Buffalo defense, too. It's phenomenal. Yeah, and their defense. Um, before Tom Newton went to New England, I'm, I was high on Buffalo, but now we'll see. Um, I think the Pats are going to win that division. But How about Juju? Uh, Pat, uh, well, okay, we're going to agree to disagree on that point because Buffalo <laughs> I, I love Coach Bilicek, and uh, you, I, you can never count him out, so I, can, I cannot say never. But I like Buffalo. I do. I think Buffalo's ready to take that step. I, I, I can see that. I just think if Bill Belichick doesn't cut Cam Newton next Saturday, because that's how he would do this, if he rocks with Cam Newton, who is, mind you, a savage, who a is cut. an absolute athlete, he is a phenomenal football player. I don't really care what people say about him as personal life. I like Cam Newton. I think if he can fit into a Bell, Bill Belichick system, oh, they're dangerous. They are absolutely dangerous, 100%. Now, they just added another running back to the team. You know, they, they not only can throw the ball, but he is a huge human being who can move people, you know, get across the line, get those easy – you know, one-yard runs, two-yard runs, three-yard runs to get that first down, or even touchdowns now. So I think Bill is opening up his playbook now because think of it. He's had so many years of a a non-mobile quarterback who's like a statue in there, but he's precise and he's smart. Now Cam Newton is also smart and he's precise, but now he can move. So I think with Bill Belichick, we're going to see the second coming of Bill Belichick because he's got a brand-new weapon. We're going to see a brand-new playbook. That's just my – that was my first initial thought when I saw Cam Newton was going to the Patriots. Right. I, I, had, I had Cam Newton actually winning the Super Bowl last season. Um, oh, wow. Before he got injured. So I'm very high on Cam Newton, too. But Buffalo, they've been ex- improving. And, and like I said, man. I agree. Patriots, man. They just, they just do winning things. Um, I, I agree. Let's go to the uh, wide receiver one, uh, uh, Juju Smith. Um, do you like him, or do you like any other other receiver, James Washington or Deontay Johnson? So, obviously, Juju, I would absolutely draft Juju Smith. Absolutely, I would. Um, he is the number one target there. He's a phenomenal athlete. He catches the ball. You know, he, you know some of these guys, they're great athletes, whatnot, and he stays healthy. Um, but what I'm saying is they don't catch the ball consistently, which is tough. Um, but he is. He's a true number one. I would absolutely draft Juju. Um, never Ben Roethlisberger, but absolutely Juju. Tyler Boyd from Cincinnati and um, the Ravens. See, the Ravens, too. Now I'm trying to think. I don't know if I would ever – I don't know if I would take a while. Well, you can get Brown. I'm trying to think who their wide receivers are now. Well, they got – who the heck did they get? Who the hell do they have? Who they have – Baltimore. Why can't I think Baltimore. of – they got a uh, um, uh, Hollywood Brown. That's right, bro. Yeah, Hollywood Brown. Um, That's, uh, I can't. I think they had like Willie Sneed. Yeah. You know, because they're they're a running team, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we, they really do, they really don't have really um, great receivers. I know they had Hollywood Brown, uh, Willie Sneed. Mm-hmm. And well, you, and their Andrews, their tight end was a beast last year. Uh, Miles Boykin now. That's right. Oh, uh, is my, oh, that's Notre Dame alum. Yeah, yes. yeah, uh, Boykin. Uh, and then uh, Boykins. And uh, their tight end was Mark Andrews. But they're a, 
a ground a running team. So they had, you know, their offense was a lot Lamar Jackson last season. And then, you know, Hollywood Brown, USF alum, he had some big, big plays. Yeah. I, I but as far it, as so. fantasy-wise, I mean, other than Lamar, obviously, and Mark Andrew, would you, would you even – do you have Mark Andrews? I would a, draft. I, w- I would draft Andrews. I would draft Mark Andrews. Yeah, because he, he's consistent in that system. They showed it last year, you know. He right. was consistent. I think he is – if you don't want to go high – on a tight end, I think he's going to fall a little bit. So you can grab a little value somewhere else, maybe our uh, wide receiver two, or maybe in flex. Maybe you want to grab a little bit more value for your flex, and hopefully he's still there. Um, he might not. You know, he might not be, but um, I do think people well, he's, sleep. He's, sleep. Uh, Mark Andrews is uh, ranked as a right wide receiver I – mean, I'm sorry, tight end number 10. Um, he's going uh, overall 20, number 21 ranked. So you, Okay. Yeah. So you can probably see him in the, you know, some people, it looks like some people are taking him in the third, I'm sorry, not third round, maybe the fifth, fifth round. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. I was so. generally going the later rounds. Yeah, well, and, and I've actually, I've made out the last three or four years is because I was, I was drafting tight ends. I usually draft tight ends within the first four rounds. And that's where I was getting Gronk. Uh, Zach Ertz and and Zach, uh, Travis Kelsey, and you know they were phenomenal. The one year I had, I actually drafted Gronk first, not overall, but say third round. And Zach Ertz didn't hit his peak yet; like he didn't hit the. I think this was three years ago, and I drafted Zach Ertz later on, and I put Zach Ertz in my flex, and that was the year Zach Ertz went off, and I had Gronk in. But oh, it was beautiful. So you can also do double tight end sets. You know, if you want your flex and your tight end, but you know, it depends on the year. That's true. Too, you know, as as it always does. I, yeah, I, I feel like if you either if you can get Kelsey or Kittles, um, Kittles. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, if you can get those two tight ends, I would go for them right away. If not, man, it's it's really you know after that, Andrews, Waller, um, even Knox might be good out of Buffalo. Um, yeah, toss up, man. That tight end uh, position is very difficult to get a very consistent, consistent um, fantasy value for. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I, I agree. I, I do. I absolutely agree. So let's see. We got Cincinnati uh, coming in at the bottom of the division. Then you yep. have your Browns, which I'm surprised you have him uh, going third in the division. Uh, although you still have them making the playoffs. Yeah. I have them getting that last spot into the playoff. Okay, and then you have Pittsburgh, and then you have Baltimore Ravens winning the North. Yep. So, I want to um, end What's this. my last with, question? <laughs> end this with a, a, a good question where your listeners are going to actually conceive some value from listening to this. I want you to name one pick a dark horse pick that you have that you think will surprise everyone and you know <sighs> it, yeah. one of those that's a good topics. question that's a good question um oh it could even be a rookie if you feel like 
Well, that's where I'm going. That that's that's where I'm going. I think one of these young bucks. Um, oh, that is a good question. Uh, dark horse. I'm trying to think. Last year, so Austin Eckler, Eckler was for the, the Chargers horse. last year was the dark horse. Really, you know. I had him in, in my league. I was. I got him. That's what I'm saying. Last year, because you didn't know, no one knew about. Um, what's his name? Excuse Melvin me. Gordon. Uh, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, uh, yeah. They didn't know if Melvin Gordon was going to go. But to be completely honest, I don't know why, but I feel if you're going to go on rookie dark horses or maybe dark horses, I think a flex. And if they're going to drop because they're rookie, I think uh, C.D. Lamb out of out of Dallas. I like it. I like that pick. I really do. I think that he's very talented. He's smart. I think Dak now. Um, you know, they're not guaranteed anything. I, they're just tagging him. But I just think that CD is going to – it's going to be fun. Like, that offense is going to be fun. It's going to be like, oh, my God, CD Lamb, CD Lamb. You know, you got Zeke there. You got Gallup. You got um, uh, Amari Cooper. I just think CD is going to – I, I that, that's why I would, I would pick later, obviously. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sell the farm on him either. But I definitely will pick him up and, and hope for the best. But, yeah, that would be my dark car, CD Lamb. Nice. I like that. That's a, I really like that pick. Um, I'll give you mine, since you asked. <laughs> uh, since you're going to go with a rookie, I, too, will go with a rookie. Um, I really like uh, Cam Akers out of uh, – Okay. Yeah. He's, gonna be, he's the running back for the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Coming out of uh, – oh, what is it, FSU? I think it's FSU, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think he's gonna he's gonna do well. That's my dark horse pick, brother. I That's appreciate good. your time. Absolutely, man. Thank you very much. Um, have your have your I call you my affiliate fantasy football league now because we're affiliated now. Yeah, what does that mean? We do we do shows together. Oh oh no! I was like confused. I was like, wait, what? But no, yeah, all right, I got you. <laughs> fantasy football team league. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, we have I have friends from Nevada. His football league. We're gonna have we're gonna have them listening. If we can get Perfect. their league listening, I'm gonna start doing some prizes, um, just for fun, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Something to listen to while we're. All stuck at home. Yeah, when I uh, I usually tell my league, especially when we start doing a podcast, I usually send out the podcast. So what I'll do, I'll do it again. I'll say your commissioner was back on. Nice, and, uh, I love it. I love it. And then we'll, and we're gonna uh, have we'll another. See. We're gonna have another member uh, from your uh, from your league on. Hopefully next week. I'm gonna try to get Justin on. We're gonna talk about the AFC South. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. His team are the Titans. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, That'll be fun. All right, everybody. Um, thanks for listening. I appreciate you guys. Uh, I work hard. I don't really work hard. I just record that <laughs> stuff. But I work hard. I do. There's some work that goes into this. I record it. You know, I do a few edits. Not much. I, you know, if there's a long gap, I do shit like that. But, um, you know, it's fun for me. I like talking to, to you guys. I like talking to you about football. So I appreciate everything, man. Thank you. You take care. Go Brownies. We're going to have you on again, man. All right, brother. Take care. Have a good evening.